Yeah, well, neither should he. She'd seen him behind the wheel, and he was scary even when there wasn't snow. Honestly, what had she ever done to deserve inheriting him? Just lucky, I guess, teased her cousin Rita Reyes later, as Sienna recounted her day's adventures to her family over their evening Thanksgiving feast. There were plenty of people present to enjoy it. Rita, her husband Tito, and their toddler Linda were present, along with Sienna's tia, Mama Lucy, and Tito's sister and brother-in-law and their two small children. It was Sienna's first holiday celebration in her new house, and she loved being able to fill it with company. Especially on Thanksgiving, which was her favorite holiday. The food, turkey and pork, tamales, mommy's arroz con gandules, coquito and flan for dessert, the music, salsa, merengue, and bachata, and, of course, time with family. With her parents and two brothers still in L.A., it was a comfort to be able to have her aunt and cousin living in the same town. It was also nice to have them right here to complain to. No, wait, no complaining on Thanksgiving. She was simply venting, justifiably venting. I mean, it's not like I meant to run over Mr. Cratchit's juniper bush. You didn't exactly get practice driving in snow down in L.A., Rita said consolingly. That man. She shook her head in disgust as she helped herself to more fruit salad. Neighbors should come with a warning label. This one should have, Sienna said. He shouldn't be allowed to have neighbors. He should be a hermit. Actually, he's already close to one. He hardly ever comes out of that big overgrown house of his except to yell at me. Okay, maybe that was a slight exaggeration. Or not. Mr. Cratchit's mean to me too, Mommy, put in Leo. Tito shook his head, threatening to call the cops over a baseball through the window. I didn't do that, Leo declared hotly. It was Tommy Haskell. Tommy said it was me. Poor Leo had taken the fall, and Sienna had bought Mr. Cratchit a new window. Culo, muttered Tito. I should have come over and taken a baseball to the old dude's head. Tito's sister pointed her fork at him. Then he really would have called the cops. He's been there, done that, Sienna said. Remember? Yes, making such a stink when we had your housewarming party, Rita said in disgust. Too loud, my ass. It was barely nine. Maybe that's what got us started on the wrong foot, Sienna mused. That had been back in the summer. Even after all those months, it would appear she and her crusty neighbor still hadn't found the right foot. Tito shook his head. Nah, the dude's a cabron. Oh well, let's not think about him anymore, Sienna said. There were plenty of nice people in town to make up for her unneighborly neighbor, she liked Rita's boss, Charlie Masters, who owned Zelda's restaurant, and Bailey Black, who owned a tea shop, was quickly becoming a good friend. Pat York, her boss at Mountain Escape Books, was great, and Pat's friends had all taken her under their wings. Good idea, agreed Rita. Pass the tamales. Venting finished, Sienna went back to concentrating on counting her blessings. So she didn't have a husband, who wanted a creep who walked away when the going got tough anyway. 
She had her family, new friends, a wonderful job, and a pretty house that she'd been able to purchase from the previous owner on a private contract with a very minimal down payment. It wasn't as big as Cratchit's corner lot mansion, nobody's was, but it had three bedrooms, two baths, and a kitchen with lots of cupboard space, and it was all hers. Or it would be in 30 years. And she had the sweetest son a woman could ask for. Her life was good, so there'd be no more complaining. Er, venting. Olivia Clausen's feet hurt. So did her back. For that matter, so did her head. Serving Thanksgiving dinner to all her guests at the Icicle Creek Lodge was an exhausting undertaking, even with help. Thank God she'd had help. Although one particular helper, her new daughter-in-law, had been about...